Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for December 27th, 2020, the first Sunday after Christmas. Uh, uh, Bruce, ho, ho, ho. how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. <laughs> and of course, we're coming to you not live on behalf of uh, Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. Uh, no time in the year is that probably most apparent than right now because of how much goes on during this week. Uh, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, um, you're you're probably not in the mood for the first Sunday after Christmas Day. There's uh, uh, if you're if you're listening to the podcast when it gets released, uh, you're still doing that mad dash for uh, finding Christmas present or Christmas presents that are still on the list. Uh, probably doing some wrapping. Probably doing any number of other things uh, that's going on uh, and. Uh, so, like I said, of all the weeks, this is probably uh, this one's probably Easter, uh, although Easter's a lot more structured. So it's it's as far as like uh, you know, you have Good Friday and Monday Thursday, and everything falls on the exact same day. Christmas kind of floats around right. in this through the week it, through the week, and and this year it's on on a Friday. So it's like it's all it's all over the place. <laughs> um, uh, and, and 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 the joy of the season uh, also uh, 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 changes a little bit, you know, anticipation to celebration of birth to looking forward uh, uh, through the, to the rest of this child's life, and and uh, so the tone kind of changes from day to day. Um, I guess in the tonality, Easter probably has it beat, uh, since that's a lot more of a wild swing. <laughs> of, <laughs> yes, resurrection does that. Too. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it, hopefully, hopefully this, uh, th- this podcast finds you, uh, at, at the very least in the Christmas spirit. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. so in that, in that regard, fourth Sunday of Advent, so it's perfectly fine to start your Christmas activities as if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, well, and frankly, in this very difficult year, I'd have no problem if someone's been celebrating Christmas for weeks and weeks already, just to keep their spirits up. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, it's 2020. You know, what's the difference? Uh, so I, you know, if you've been celebrating Christmas since August 3rd, um, more power to more you. More power to you. <laughs> exactly. What better time? Keep that tree watered. <laughs> what better time than now? <laughs> uh, years ago, actually, I had a, a friend who. Loved Christmas so much that at a certain point they had to replace their real Christmas tree because it had dried out too much and it wasn't yet Christmas. See, uh, that there's the advantage of the fake tree, which yeah. which which has gotten way better since when I was a kid. Oh yeah, um, yeah, and this was when they were looked like unless you got the chrome silver one, so it was just clearly not a yeah, real tree. very popular. The, yeah, the fake ones looked like it was just a plastic ficus plant that had aspirations <laughs> yes that's exactly right uh, um uh yeah there's there, there that uh, uh what a weird time uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no sense of Do realism this tangent, quick <laughs> yes exactly uh but speaking of speaking of the christmas week there's i mean there's like a couple of things going on uh this week so just in case uh, uh, people are Johnny on the spot with listening to this podcast. Uh, Bruce, what all are we doing here at the church? Uh, 
uh, for uh, Christmas week? Uh, what 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 kind of services we got going on? Well, um, everything will be online, and on Christmas Eve at five o'clock, we'll have a children's friendly service, which, um, as clergy always joke about, that just makes it better for everyone uh -huh. in terms of accessibility and. Oh, that makes sense now. Then at 9 p.m., we have a Lessons and Carols service. Mm -hmm. And at 11 p.m., we have the Midnight Mass style service. Um, again, all those online, all with a Facebook watch party, or you can download them from or watch them on YouTube on demand as soon as they're up. And then on Christmas Day, instead of having a formal service, we will have at 10 a.m. a pajama party, uh, hot chocolate time for any on a Zoom call for mm -hmm. anyone who wants to zoom in. I'll say a couple prayers to start, but then we'll just enjoy our coffee or cocoa and chat with each other and um, have a nice sociable Christmas morning time to, together. Whoever wants to sign in, and if you just if you want to say anything, you can just sit there and listen and have some other people in your living room with you. Yeah. Then on Sunday, we'll once again have the 9 a.m. watch party on Facebook, as we usually do on a Sunday, and the on-demand uh, recording of that same service on YouTube. So not much. I mean, there's not much going not on. Not much. Not much going on. <laughs> I, I, would, I was going to point out that uh, 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 Christmas morning uh, church is, yeah, we traditionally, yeah, it is kind of jammy church, but yeah. Most of this year has been jammy church. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. You're right. <laughs> um, uh, the number of church services I've attended uh, in what what uh, people years from now will call quote unquote normal clothes. Um, uh, what, those number of services were pretty low this year. <laughs> I was often uh, uh, attending church with a pillow behind my head or comfy <laughs> slippers on, uh, um, uh, rarely uh, dressed to the nines. Uh, of course, I guess if, if you know me, you know that that probably wasn't true on Sunday mornings to begin with uh, <laughs> as far as yeah, bringing out my Sunday we, best. For the weeks we were able to do outdoor church, it was... You know, the weather was never good enough for people to to wear going to church clothes, so we were all then sort of <laughs> yeah. bundled up like we were exactly. playing football in the snow or something. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, so we've been quite casual, and the 10 a.m. Christmas Day service will walk in that same mode. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so we'll, we're gonna we're gonna stay there. the 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 only The only difference yeah. is you're you're welcome to uh, uh, share. Uh, your your Zoom camera, if I'm not mistaken, for right. that. So, That's so right. So we can see each other and uh, uh, know uh, then for a fact that we have all been in pajamas this whole time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we suspect that it's true, but uh, come come Christmas morning, we'll know. We'll know that it was, yeah. it was a fact. Um, so, Bruce, with the end of the year in our last uh, word, uh, uh, of the, the stump the priest word that I'm going to do. Um, I thought it would be uh, fitting to do this term, um, which is not going to be what you think it is. Uh, if, if, you take it, <laughs> if you take it literal, uh, it will not be that word. So I'm going to help oh, you out I'm there. I'm an Episcopalian. I don't take anything literal. <laughs> 
So today's word is sweep. And and if you don't know what that is, then I will it will make a little bit more sense as to why I picked it for for the at the end of the year once I get a chance to explain it. So um, and, and it's spelled the way of cleaning a floor. Yes, sweep. S W E E P. Sweep. I am drawing a blank. Um, that's unsurprising because it's not one of those terms that goes back uh, to you know, uh, Constantine or, yeah, you know, uh, those I know, weirdly. <laughs> right. A Pauline letter or, you know, mm-hmm. one of these things, uh, sweet Moses, uh, was, was generally, uh, it's an acronym. Wait, wait. Ooh. I do know. Yes. Stewardship, worship, evangelism, education, pastoral care. Very, very close. Uh, okay. what you described is sweeps. And you're missing one. Uh, there, there was it was sweep or sweeps. Um, uh, so yes to all of those. Can you think of what another S might be? Service. Yes. Yes. Yep. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, yes, in the 1990s, that was uh, an Episcopal Church effort to help congregations focus on having balanced ministries. Yes. And we were to evaluate ourselves using those categories. Um, if I recall correctly, it was originally sweep without the stewardship. Correct. And someone pointed out, we got to raise money. <laughs> and so yes, yes, it became plural with sweeps. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are encouraged to have our vestry agendas and annual reports and committee structures all fit into that structure or that um, paradigm mm-hmm. to help us stay on track. And actually um, I was a pretty new rector at that point. Um, I was leading my first largest church and it was pretty helpful for me anyway, to help keep an eye on all the different moving parts of a congregation mm-hmm. and make sure we were having, like I say, balanced ministry and not leaving too, too much behind. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, but I've not thought about that in quite a while. <laughs> well, uh, there's a reason why I wanted to bring it up today, uh, and that, and that is um, in, as we close out this crazy year, which will, you know, obviously bleed over into 2021. Um, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to do a clean cut uh, from craziness um, and contain it to ju- just <laughs> uh, this calendar year, but. Um, Generally speaking, at this period of time, we do kind of like a look back, both personally, professionally. Uh, This is when we start making our New Year's resolutions to exercise more, eat less, uh, just uh, maybe speaking out of guilt of my own conscience. Um, (laughs) And uh, but it's 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 kind of an evaluation phase. And one of the uh, I think one of the general feelings that we can all admit is that um, I think it's okay to admit that church hasn't felt like church this year. Um, right. Uh, which is, which is entirely accurate. Um, but the reason why I thought this might be a, a good uh, word or acronym to, to identify for our, our last um, um, word of the day before we start getting into uh, people uh, discussions about people who are on this uh, uh, dictionary website is because uh 
if you spell out, if you pay attention to those different words that create the word sweep, which is designed to uh, kind of uh, do a all-encompassing uh, self-evaluation, you'll notice that portions of that uh, we weren't able to do this year, but there were portions that we could, and that the church itself uh, or church service itself isn't contained just to the worship or right. the, uh, in, in fact, actually service doesn't mean worship service. That means uh, service right. to the community. So worship uh, is, is essentially only one of five slash six uh, 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 parts of what, what we use to define what, who we are and what we do in this ministry. So uh, uh, while we weren't able to do, I think probably for many people, uh, the normal version of one of the more meaningful parts of our, our ministry, um, we're still able to do, we've been able to do evangelism. We've been able to do education, pastoral care, service, uh, uh, and even, yes, even stewardship uh, during a, mm -hmm. a financially yeah. challenged year. Uh, and... I chose this to to, to mean uh, a a source of encouragement that it's not it's not as uh, it's not as bad as it seems sometimes. Um, uh, That's very nice. Being, You're right. Being held back on one of the six is not um, it's not the worst thing in the world, uh, and there's still room for us to to uh, uh, laud our accomplishments in in other areas and also. A chance to improve. Uh, it's given us a chance to to hone some of these areas a little bit better. So, um, right, yeah. And one of our our goals around Holy Family, we're already beginning to talk about, is that now that there are vaccinations being released, and knowing it will take months before they're widely available to everyone, we need to plan ahead now. Yeah. To truly reopen and not just say, okay, the last thing we did when the doors were completely open on a Sunday was this, and so therefore we'll do this plus one year later. Mm -hmm. But instead, step back and say, okay, what should we really be doing yeah. when the doors reopen? Because it is a different world. People see things, see their own lives, and see God, and see everything differently in, to various degrees. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, uh, um, you you can either look at this year as uh, a a period of time where uh, we all got beat down together, uh, or it's a uh, period of time where we were able to identify uh, the challenge and uh, maybe maybe switch gears a little bit and think differently. But the so it's it's kind of a it, this was a challenging year, but sometimes uh, uh, you need a challenge in order to step up to it. Um, and uh, uh, so uh, keep in mind uh, maybe the acronym of sweeps and uh, mm -hmm. as you uh, try to figure out what uh, what it what it is that that you really want as we we plan the our, our comeback tour here <laughs> together yeah. uh and yeah. and how to how to hit maybe hit uh, and hammer home uh some of those other uh letters in that acronym uh outside of just worship because it really is it re that really is uh just one part and uh, mm -hmm. uh it's probably the most prominent part but uh just just one more part uh one more piece of the puzzle 
So, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you chose that word. That's great. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, mm-hmm. And now, uh, something you'll really like. Let's move on to the uh, to the, uh, the to the readings. Uh, and if I have chosen the correct uh, set of readings, because as as mentioned before, um, uh, there's a lot going on this week. So uh, the lectionary website that we use has like eight or nine services that they're more than happy to suggest readings for. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, a, a, a big church that does a lot of different services. They can. They, they continue on and all sorts of interesting feasts are celebrated. And I'm, yeah. I'm glad I've had the experience of doing that in the past, but I'm glad I don't have to do it this year. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And I don't have, I don't have information to prove this is true, but if you're one of those churches, I'm pretty sure if you attend every church service uh, during Christmas week, you get to read the whole Bible. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it feels that way. I, I haven't, I haven't studied the whole thing yet to, double check for sure but i'm pretty sure um but yeah so if i've done my homework correctly and i didn't even <laughs> double check this with bruce before we started recording uh, our first reading is from isaiah chapter 61 verses verse 10 all the way through uh uh i shouldn't say all the way through uh, uh chapter 62 long. verse 3 no it's not uh, i just now realized how short that actually is yeah so, it's actually yes you are correct okay good 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 Uh, That reads this way. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exalt in my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decks himself with a garland and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its shoots and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest. Until her vindication shines out like the dawn and her salvation like a burning torch. The nations shall see your vindication and all the kings your glory. And you shall be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. Um, so uh, we've done a lot of reading from Isaiah. So at this point, if, you, if you're a um, returning uh, listener, uh, you've probably had me heard me ask this almost every week, but this is <laughs> second or third writer in third. Isaiah. This is the third writer in Isaiah. Yeah, and, we're on the home stretch in the whole book. There are only four chapters after this. Okay, I was going to say, I was, I was thinking it stopped in the 60s somewhere. Um, yeah, 65. So, so at the point where this is written, they... Oops, 66, sorry. 66, okay. Well, four, four more chapters after 62. Okay, yeah. so which is where we ended. Um, so um, at this point in time, they, they have actually returned, because if I remember right, the yeah. third... The third writer, it kind of like begins with anticipation of returning uh, or yeah, as they're returning and then... As they're returning and then continues to write about, yeah, it's really hard, but it's better than when you were enslaved in, right. Babylon, in Babylonia. Mm-hmm. And things are really going to get much better if we just keep at this reconstruction work. Right. Um, so as since this is nearing the end of the book, which, you know... Um, uh, the readings in Isaiah uh, do kind of end 
somewhere during the rebuilding phase, right? Not really the right. not not the quote unquote return to glory or or whatever whatever you would uh, uh, categorize it as. Um, the 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 book doesn't end when things get quote unquote back to normal, which would kind of strike a tone with us this year. <laughs> um, uh, it kind of ends while the Israelites are still working things out. Um, and that's one thing that keeps it relevant today. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, if, if one thing's for sure, we haven't worked it all out yet. Um, and that's right. going to be true constantly, all the time, forever and ever. Amen. Um, what until, is... Yeah, until all this comes to an end. Yeah, well, I was. I guess I was just pointing out then at some point in time, it, 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 once, the, once the COVID-19 pandemic uh, issue goes away, it'll be something else. <laughs> Yes, yes, and at some point it all ends, but probably not within anyone's lifetime around now or generations come, but Who only knows? God knows. Who knows? Um, so what is what is the third writer? It, this is kind of a, a poetic. Uh, the, the first verse kind of reminds me of kind of the armor of God um, right, language, I which I think Isaiah has used uh, a couple of times, especially the third right. third writer. Um, these idea of, of different types of clothing um, and, and garments, then also having additional properties, the garments of salvation, the robe of righteousness. Um, but what is, what's the, what's the writer talking about here? Because it's not as clear cut as, um, you know, um, don't turn away from your God or giving like directional, uh, any, any specific directional writing. This is kind of more, uh, uh, more of a poem style. Uh, so, so what's the yes. what's the writer talking about here? Well, it he's talking about what is the ultimate destiny and purpose of Israel. Okay, because he's dealing with a people who have been, you know, repeatedly disillusioned, to put it lightly, by the destruction of Israel, being carted off into captivity, being released and coming back to the ruins, now facing rebuilding the ruins and having doubts about, well, you know, maybe things really were better back in Babylonia. Um, why are we even doing this? We're just going to probably be destroyed again. And so Isaiah is trying to pass along the words from God saying, no, this is really what you're supposed to be doing now. This is what I need the people of God to be working on. And it really will be worth it. Mm -hmm. um, ultimately, it really will be worth it. So these are um, words of encouragement, but that's really putting it too lightly. These are really revolutionary in the purpose that God is giving the people, where they're, they are no longer simply supposed to see themselves as a respectable mid-sized to smallish kingdom mm -hmm. that has a decent economy and a big enough army and um, a righteous enough religious life, mm -hmm. but something that's really part of a worldwide plan by God to spread the love of God everywhere. So it, it, he's trying to shift the people's focus from um, a very small self-identity to one that is connected with the universality of God's love for the world. Mm -hmm. And that's no small thing. That's a huge mind shift. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so 
in in this reading, um, I, I assume the you are the people of Israel. Yes, depends. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, depends on on which which verse it is. Oh, um, I guess I was looking at the use in. I don't think that there's uh, use in the first part. So just uh, the right. use in, uh, in in verse two and three. Right. The use there are God. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So then in the nations shall see your vindication um, uh, all, and all the kings your glory. Um, and you shall be called. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. And then. It, it's a mix. Okay. Actually. Okay. So. Um, the in two, where the nations shall see your vindication, the kings your glory, and you shall be called by a new name in the mouth of the Lord that the mouth of the Lord will give. It's actually a sliding from God being you to Israel being you. Gotcha. And then verse three so is it, Israel as well. Yeah, that it it's sliding so that the people will will catch on to how divine their purpose is even though it's not the purpose they want okay because they much rather rather than just being vindicated they'd rather conquer and that's yeah. not going to be their purpose and never was supposed to be yeah and i think on first read sometimes that might be your uh um um what your mind goes to when you oh the nation shall see your vindication and it's vindication, not uh, revenge, vengeance. Uh, uh, you know, not uh, yeah. not putting the shoe on the other foot, but just simply uh, justifying. You're going to be justified. Uh, and and uh, um, I'm trying to think of another. <laughs> another give you a synonym. Yeah, another synonym for justification, vindication. Uh, it's not coming to me. Um, but what what about the eyes in here? Is is the eye uh, the author? I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. Yeah. Uh, for Zion's sake, I will not. Okay, so it's the prophet. Okay, I wasn't sure if this was put into uh, uh, someone else's mouth, which every once in a while a writer does. Um, right. So. Um, so in a way, there's a, so he's the writer is kind of. Uh, um, in a way, doing kind of a little bit of a Pauline thing, uh, talking about how he will rejoice, uh, and then uh, an acknowledgement of the gifts that God has given the writer. Uh, uh, he has clothed me with these garments. He has covered me with this with this righteousness. Uh, um, so it's kind of like his uh, his his uh, um, his his. Uh, um, Oh my gosh, I can't think this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's it's, it's his credentials. Yeah, these are his credentials. Thank you. Coffee still yeah, is not very much in. like <laughs> Yeah, and you're right. That's very much what Paul does. Is, here's why you need to listen to me. Right. I'm important and here's why. No, I, I, yeah. maybe not yeah. maybe not quite that. <laughs> well, maybe but, not important, but uh, um I am credible and Right. Listen listen to me uh and this this is why my words have at least some weight. I'm not just Nobody. I have. I have experience. I have. Um, I have this great gift from God, and He's, in a way, kind of commissioning, like indicating. I've been, you know, I've been commissioned here. Uh, yeah. Um, here, here is here's my resume. 
which is another word that was escaping me 10 seconds ago. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, this is why this is why you should listen, because I've, I've, I've been talking to God and here's he wants you to know that this is your this is your new uh, motto, your mantra. This is your new purpose on this earth. Uh, and, and we can't we have to pay attention to it because I know that's not what you what your first instinct is. It's going to be more the vengeance and and uh eye for an eye kind of a mentality yeah yeah i mean yeah this it doesn't get to be the you kicked me when i was down i get to poke you in the eye now that i'm up right and uh were they successful with uh, um adhering to that uh to that call well of course not <laughs> <laughs> but that's another book i mean it they 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 certainly did better than a lot of other people. So that's they, fair. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, in the, in the same way that there are certain people who call themselves Christians that I would rather not claim as my brethren and sistern um, today, mm -hmm. there were folks at the time of Isaiah that I'm sure Isaiah was, was <laughs> wanting to say, "Read this, dang it!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and what we see, you know, what four or five hundred years later, when Jesus is born, well, when Jesus has his adult ministry, is the interaction between folks on various levels of trying to live out these words, hmm. and some who were selling out to the Romans to protect the kingdom's existence, even though it become a puppet state of the Romans. And others who were trying to purify the kingdom with violence hmm. at the other extreme, and most people were, were in between. But um, you know, it's the ongoing struggle of the human race of how do you make those day-to-day -day decisions that turn into um, eras in history of how a, a people's behaved. Yeah. 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 Um... Yeah, we, uh, we've, we've, uh, <laughs> history contains so much. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, anything else about Isaiah here? Oh, so much, but we should move on. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to uh, Galatians chapter four, verses four through seven. But the, when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who are under the law, so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. Um, pretty short and sweet. Uh, Paul, yes, Paul's Paul's letter to Galatia. Yeah. Um, Galatians would have been were were another Greek. Um, I'm not sure if province is the right word or a, a city area. Um, if if I'm not mistaken, is that? Correct? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so when Paul references being under the law, what what is he referring to there who are the people under the law well that's what's interesting here is 
Yet another time, it'd be great if we could read the whole letter in one sitting. What Paul's concerned about here is that the Galatians, and we actually aren't quite sure exactly where they were, um, but probably somewhere on the Greek peninsula. Um, the Galatians were basically saying, we want to be as holy as all get out. And so we're going to try to follow every single rule we can find in the Bible, which back then was just what we call now the Old Testament or the Hebrew Scriptures. So Paul's very upset with them that they are losing their focus on Christ and instead trying to prove their holiness by getting circumcised as adults and taking on various dietary rules and on and on and on. Mm -hmm. um, when, as you may, you know, many people may remember, that was not something Paul thought was necessary. As it turned out, that was how Christianity ended up deciding. But, but at this time, it was up in the air mm. in terms of whether, in order to become a full Christian, you have to become Jewish first to really simplify how to describe it. Mm -hmm. So he's really yelling at them here. And the way that the lectionary uses it on this first Sunday after Christmas is more as a gentle, oh, isn't this, isn't Christmas neat? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess it kind of is. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so this is, and you know, he really starts to tear into them after verse seven. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it, it, this is the nicer part <laughs> where he's saying, Hey, we're all beloved children of God and God's not on a distant throne, but is our daddy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it is verse seven where you can kind of see, it's not that it takes a turn there in seven, but the, the, the he's setting up a logical argument. I could see yeah. where, uh, if, if, if you're no longer a slave, but a child, a child of God, and if you're a child, then you're also an heir. And being in the position of an heir comes with it uh, some very, you know, uh, um, um, a lot of responsibility. Um, right. Anybody who has uh, gone through life uh, and, and um, actually... Uh, had the had to do the unfortunate part of of, uh, of actual airship uh, when when um, someone does pass away. There's there is still a, a lot of responsibility uh, that's going on there, and um, even though that's not exactly what is being talked about here, the, the if you're part of kind of an essential essentially like a lineage, uh, um, even if not directly by birth but kind of like a, a spiritual lineage you you have to take up this mantle um, right that's a pretty hefty mantle work. Yeah. yeah uh that's that's a pretty hefty mantle i like to think of uh god on a little bit different of a level than where i reside <laughs> <laughs> and so drawing a direct line and a connection uh that i'm an heir um i'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie it makes me squirm a little in my seat makes me a little bit uncomfortable because i i don't i don't think I, i'm not entirely convinced i'm living up to snuff here <laughs> yeah and and so paul would be very happy to hear you say that you're, <laughs> you're getting the point without even being yelled at yet mm -hmm. yes please don't yell at me paul i i i, I already know 
<laughs> yeah, and there's, um, yeah, there, there's within Christianity an unfortunate um, uh, stream flow of traditions that basically turn us back into children. Mm-hmm. And you know, God's in charge of everything. We're not in charge of anything, and the therefore we're not really responsible for anything. Right. I mean that that that's perhaps an unfair, almost satirization of it, but that is a logical conclusion. So yeah, Paul, sure. Paul is seeing that happening in mm-hmm. the people of Galatia, and so I'm saying no. Yeah, like you were saying. You are much more than a servant. You are much more than a child. You are an heir. You are someone who has to be ready to pick up the ministry, mm-hmm. uh, the ministry of Paul, the ministry of Jesus, and God's leaning on you. God really needs you to do this and do this well. Yeah, yeah. It, it the the um, being an heir does not just mean. Although I know that there are people who who have been like this and who are maybe even are like this who view that responsibility as like well what do, what do i get right um, but that's not really um that's, that's not, not what this is about that's not what this is about and and quite frankly um i think in a lot of in a lot of instances um um that's uh that's literally not how it works so like i mean if you think about um like a a family business if you're the heir to the family business you have a responsibility to keep it running to keep other people employed to carry on a tradition it's a it's a huge it's a huge weight Mm -hmm. and that's really kind of more kind of the design and style um that i think maybe paul is 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 talking about uh here um and and we even have parables uh i'm thinking specifically the parable of like the lost son um Mm -hmm. that um that kind of delve into this airship issue where one one heir uh, wants the inheritance up front, wants what he's owed uh, and, and kind of wastes it. Uh, yes. And wanders it on loose living. Exactly. In some translations. So it, specifically just drawing a tether between that parable and, and this, this air concept, uh, you could kind of then infer or, or, or kind of make a realization, even though he got his physical air, uh, um, um, gifts as, as a, as an heir, when he returns, there's still, he still has heir status. He, there's still yeah. a response. The responsibility still remains. Um, he doesn't have stuff. Right. But yeah, that was only part of it. And the, the, the physical stuff, the, the stuff that you get, um, bleeds away in an instant or can bleed away in an instant. Yeah. It's not, the, that's well, not the part that super matters. And part of the punchline that Paul will share in various ways um, is that if, if you're thinking of what do I get by being a Christian, Paul's going to tell you, you get crucifixion. Mm. That's, that's what happened to Jesus, and he he doesn't necessarily know it, but that's what will happen to uh, Paul, to Peter, to the the name Christians of this era. Mm-hmm. But there's also, of course, the kingdom of God. So, yeah, the the emphasis it, this is far from being a prosperity gospel. This yeah. is instead, it's you know, you're an heir, like you say, with all the responsibilities. 
and on this in this realm, it may not look real good for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So stop these superstitions about if you eat the right foods, God will make you rich. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I think it really is uh, important to focus on uh, the mantle uh, that you're given uh, on, on being an heir of God. It's not, yeah. it's, it's a, this is a, the, the level of responsibility that we have is, is very high. Um, yeah. And in a way, in kind of a way, impossibly so, um, because we're not going to, this is not a situation where we're going to be able to uh, uh, outdo our dad here. We're not going <laughs> to, you know what I mean? Like, right. Uh, yeah, I these mean, that, are impossible standards. <laughs> and, and I'll, okay, I'll, I'll set myself down a, a certain path that I may regret, but that's one reason I have not ever personally embraced the what would Jesus do movement, which which isn't as strong as it used to be, but it used to be quite a commercial enterprise. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And part of it is I can't do what Jesus would do. I can only right. do what Bruce can do, and you can only do what Ben can do, but we're supposed to do that. Right. Yeah, it doesn't hurt to know uh, what uh, what impossible standard you should be trying to live up to. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it doesn't hurt to know, uh, because it really, at least at the very least, will set you down the path of what's the right thing to do. Yeah, um, yeah. And you may not be able to do the entirety of the right thing. You may not be able to feed all the hungry people in your community. Right. But maybe you could feed one. Right. Yeah. You, you could still accomplish the spirit in which uh, yeah. uh, what Jesus would do, you should do. You know, um, um, and the, I guess to me, the biggest theme of that is stop being selfish. Yeah. Yeah. For and sure. even selfish with your own goals. It may be right. your goals are absolutely wonderful, but they may not be the goals that God has for you. You may need to be doing a different wonderfulness. Yeah. And, and, and especially when I think the other thing that really comes into play is, is when you look at an ind any individual interaction of um, either what, what would Jesus do model or, or um, um, you know, an action here on earth, almost always it's involving another error. Right. So recognizing that, you know, what would, if you take on this this mindset that we're we're heirs to God, you know, would you really do that to someone who is a co heir of yours? Um, that that you sh you you share uh, this charge this this mm -hmm. uh, this title with, uh, and and that also kind of can help put it into perspective of, well, no, I wouldn't do that to you know my brother or sister or my yeah. you know. Um, somebody who's in this boat with me and, and has the same elevated status as, as, as air, uh, that would be, that would be untoward, and, <laughs> uh, uh, inappropriate. Um, and yet time and time again, we do. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, the big thing is, I, I think the biggest thing with Christian ethics is that we're all beloved children of God mm -hmm. and therefore we need to, always keep in mind the legitimate humanity of every person we encounter. We don't get mm -hmm. to say anyone's subhuman. We don't get to say anyone's possessed by a demon. We don't get to say anyone's evil incarnate. 
Right. Even though that may be our gut reaction. Instead, everyone's a beloved child of God. And, and still have to protect ourselves from people that are uh, intent on doing harm, but we still don't get to say they're not human. Right. Yeah. And we, we don't, we don't get to, um, we don't get to then abandoned, uh, abandon our principles or abandon what we're, how we're called to act or behave. It d- doesn't yeah. mean that we get a, Oh, you know, we get a pass on this one. <laughs> right. Right. This guy's not quite human. So we can, and as people have done through the centuries, we get oh. to spit on him and throw ickiness on him and stuff as he's led away to the gallows. That used to be a great sport in um, yeah. England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All too, till all, until all too recently. Right, yeah. It, it really, yeah. Um, we, we have had a lot of that kind of behavior, um, which really does uh, does do a lot to uh, uh, kind of build us up and make us think uh, how great we, we are ourselves. Yeah. Uh, putting someone else down means uh, that we're elevating um, mm-hmm. our our own our 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 own self, and uh, uh, one can understand why that would, you know, maybe feel good in in, in some weird aspects. Um, yeah, but it's, I, I have to, I have to remind myself that life is not a competitive sport. No, no. <laughs> Thank goodness there, it's not. There are not winners and losers. <laughs> Thank goodness it's not because I am way behind on this race. <laughs> like I can't even see the front of the pack. <laughs> yeah, I'm leaning on a water station, breathing heavily. <laughs> Just give me a minute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, take a knee. <laughs> I can finish this one walking, right? Hmm. <laughs> Oh, out of shape jokes on my own behalf are funny um, <clears throat> and accurate. Right. <sighs> Thanks, twenty twenty. If it weren't for this, I'd be ripped. Oh, right? yeah. I'd be. I'd yeah, be I'd... pinnacle of you health. You know, if I'm they sure. had not postponed the Tokyo Olympics, my training would <laughs> still be correct. Yeah, I'd still be there. I'd be. I'd be <laughs> tip top shape. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> let's move on to the gospel reading, uh, Luke chapter two, verse twenty two through forty. When the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves and two pigeons, two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was uh, Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for the res- for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. 
She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage. Uh, then, as a widow to the age of 84, she never left the temple but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. And that moment came, and she began and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. Um, this story, I think, is only in Luke, right? I right. mean, going right. to the temple, there's a there's a couple of temple stories as, uh, of Jesus as a child. But this both being, are in Luke. Oh, oh, are they both in Luke? Okay, so yeah. the other one of, of uh, his parents losing him is also here in Luke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, and it isn't really... I'm touched. pretty sure it is. is oh, it? well. Okay. Uh, but but uh but this story is not touched upon on any either of the other gospels how come this is a is is an interest to luke uh what's he uh is is this just buttressing up the idea that that he is the messiah in addition to all that happens with john the baptist and 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 everything else it's yes and um he's Luke is very interested in the connection between Jesus and Isaiah. Okay. And that's what both Simeon and Anna quote are okay. verses very, very, very close um, in terms of pages, so to speak, to what we read this morning from Isaiah. And so he's, Luke is placing Jesus in complete continuity with the, um, re- the, vindication, restoration, um, sort of evangelistic center Mm -hmm. that Isaiah talks about. And then both Simeon and Anna, in a way, and then Jesus will, of course, amplify it, put this to beyond simply the geographical boundaries of Israel or Jerusalem or the temple, and instead make it a universal sign to the whole wide world. That's Isaiah too. Mm-hmm. Um, what about this? Um, the law of the Lord process. What? Tell tell me more about this. So the every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord, and you go to the temple and offer a sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves and two young pigeons, which, if I'm not mistaken, uh, is this is the same. I don't know why they switch between pair and two. Um, so it's two of each, right? I believe so. We just got fancy with our language here. <laughs> <laughs> pair of turtle doves, but not a pair of pigeons. Two pigeons. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, I digress. Uh, the So they go and they, they, they create a sacrifice. But what is the... Is this basically offering your firstborn male to serve at the temple? Is that what this is? Or no, it, it's not that far. But okay. it's instead to remind everyone that even the the greatest thing a family could have, which is a, a firstborn male at that time, mm-hmm. even that belongs first to God. And so, as much as you'll have hopes and dreams for that child god's desires should come first for that child Mm, okay 
and that you know as much as you might be a proud mother or father it really wasn't any effort on your part to have this child be born beyond the pregnancy um, labors literally and before uh, and that it's really the miracle of god giving life and so mm. one should be thankful and make a thanksgiving offering Interesting. So, so in a way, it, it, it mirrors. Um, well, I shouldn't say mirrors. Um, we do. In, uh, we have infant baptism um, within the okay. church, uh, which is really more of a, a of, of a a sign of you know Thanksgiving and a prayer for assistance in raising the child and and and, and a whole kind of a whole slew of things. In a way, this kind of this kind of reminds me of. Of of that of of uh, of, uh, of of kind of like an outward uh, an outward uh, uh, appreciation um, of of what uh, uh, what has been what a miracle uh, a, a child um, being given to you is is uh, for a parent um, a very happy occasion but also then recognizing that we we only get what what. Uh, Everything that we get is 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 a gift from God, and kind of giving thanks and praise for it, right? Is that right? Okay. And yeah, that yeah, it's not ours. As much as, I mean, that that's sort of the the ultimate um, hippy dippy uh, stereotype from the '60s and and early '70s was the the parents refusing to give the child a permanent name because the child had to reveal it to them at some point. Mm. Um, and it, it, it counters that as well, that even though you want to elevate your own child above all else, nope, God's higher. Mm. Okay. And that, that may sound obvious, but I know as, as a parent and now as a grandparent, it's at times... You know, I want to tell God exactly what should happen for these children. <laughs> right, right. And I'm disappointed if my order form is not completed accurately. You know? <laughs> it's not fulfilled accurately. So yeah. it's also that, that dimension of parenting, of, of letting go, and knowing that this, this is all of God, as all of life is. Hmm. The, other, yeah. the other thing I'll point out, because you brought up baptism, is that in... Oh, I don't know for how many hundreds of years, a, a rel relatively significant ceremony in the church was welcoming the child, newborn child, uh, into the world. And there's a set of prayers for that that take place on it's supposed to be the first Sunday that the child is in church, mm. um, presumably with parents, but not grandparents or who knows, um, and. It's um, it's actually more connected with this event than baptism is. Huh. Oh. Uh, unfortunately, in medieval in um, older prayer books, it was called the Churching of Women, and hmm. that took it back to the um, Hebrew scriptures purification laws around a woman who had given birth, um, but. Really, it by the time Jesus came along, was born. It was more about giving thanks to God for the birth of a child, mm -hmm. and so what we had for hundreds of years was quite regularly this 
Thanksgiving for the birth of a child, but we're baptizing babies so quickly that it, it sort of has fallen away as something to do. Hmm. Yeah. Boy, it sure uh, stinks to be a firstborn daughter or a secondborn male. Um, yeah. No thanks, no thanks given for you. <laughs> yeah, all you have to watch is um, the Downton Abbey series to see how that's how even uh, to the time of World War One in Britain, uh, among the royalty and even among everyday people, it was so hard for anyone except the firstborn son to inherit anything of substance. Hmm. Yeah, and as as uh, Galatians taught us, uh, we're you're an heir either way. Uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, law of the Lord, law of Moses. Uh, I, I, uh, I'm not one. Uh, who, who am I kidding? I, I, I am one to challenge uh, the the traditions <laughs> and the ways of old. Uh, I think you got this one wrong. Uh, we should. Uh, well, I gotta say, I don't think anywhere in the Bible does it endorse the firstborn son being the only heir. I think that mm. was more developed by humanity to keep royal lineages clear-cut right. for political reasons right. and economic reasons, keep economic units intact. Yeah, and I don't... I, I don't think the Bible endorses it, though I'm sure many sermons were preached to endorse it inaccurately. Right. It, it definitely exists in... It, it, like, it gives... It, it receives at least passing mention in the Bible, um, just because uh, uh, there, there are instances where... You know, uh, um, the, the brothers and uh, are, are yeah. mentioned, and who 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 would be the heir? But never is it like, oh, the Lord says, <laughs> you know, yeah, God handed down this edict that the firstborn male shall inherit, uh, shall uh, get it also. The farm is not broken up, and it remains right. a viable economic unit. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, because I mean, if you when you start digging into that, yeah, that doesn't feel god-like at all <laughs> yeah. yeah as jesus said what's that to god <laughs> right exactly <laughs> i mean if that's the way you want to do it that's fine it's a little weird that's not really the way god <laughs> right. works but whatever <laughs> it really won't matter in 10 years right 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 <laughs> um but uh, anything else about this uh, verse before we close it out um the Song of Simeon is one of the most beloved canticles in the New Testament and is mm -hmm. used uh, particularly in evening prayer as a way mm -hmm. of helping an individual let go of the day. Yeah, okay. So it really is a beautiful one to keep in your hip pocket when right. you've had a stressful day. You can look it up in the Bible or look it up in an Episcopal Book of Common Prayer and uh, join Simeon in those beautiful words. It is kind of weird that uh, Simeon obviously is, uh, or at least in the context of the way Luke writes it, uh, makes leads you to believe Simeon's ready to die now. Yeah, and and we use it for letting go of the day, which I guess in a way is is a you know a, a an individual death uh, yeah. of of uh, the 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 worries and the trappings of a of a single twenty four hour period. But uh, mm -hmm. it is it is it is kind of strange to like. Simeon's ready to die. You can't let go of your day. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. It's a little bit more poignant for him. So. <laughs> yeah, and he hadn't even seen the resurrection yet. Right, right. Had he but known. <laughs> <laughs> I can hold out for another 30 years. Come on. <laughs> I want to see that. 
So anyways, and, and I guess in a way, uh, it doesn't say Simeon is old at all. Um, I, I, I assume there's that, that might be kind of a hidden context to the story that he actually is old. Uh, uh, but I guess we go, Luke goes into great detail, extra detail to point out that Anna is old. Um, right. And I the think only thing, maybe that's why it slid onto uh, Simeon. But yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. It doesn't actually say he's old. Yeah. Um, he could be 25 and be like, you're not going to yeah. die until you meet the, meet the Messiah. <laughs> like, Unless hey, you I'm... insult a, a Roman soldier. Then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 Um, so I, it, it kind of does make me wonder what happened to Simeon from from there on out. If there's any actual that is one of those writings. unknowns that hmm. um, kind of is supposed to make you wonder. I think, hmm. and part of the answer is you're Simeon. Ah, there you go. Yeah, we all yeah. are Simeon. We all right. are Anna. Now that now that you have this information, what do you do with it? Yeah. Hmm. Very good. And yet well, you're free. Yeah, yeah. And, and what I just way? gotta say, since now that we were looking at that part of it, the um, Jesus being left at the temple follows this story. Okay, okay. That was right. That is, it is in Luke. Very good. Well, what better way to close out this podcast and the entire year yeah. than to say we all are Simeon, and now that you have this information of uh, Christ the Messiah and you have seen it with your own eyes, uh, the question begs itself: What do you do? Um, and you are free to do it, and 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 a charge to 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 make it so, um, or at least you're part of it, <laughs> or at least you're part of it. Yeah, uh, so I can add something to anything you say. <laughs> And, and if you did, the podcast would never end, uh, right. which would, so wouldn't, be the, wouldn't be the worst thing uh, for us. Uh, probably the, the worst thing It would thing take for forever to upload. It, it <laughs> Constantly rendering. Um, but yeah, so with that, uh, we'll close out this your podcast for December 27th, 2020, the first Sunday after Christmas Day, the last Sunday of uh, the year 2020 which will go down in infamy. Um, and uh, I feel pretty good with uh, shaking off this year. Uh, how about you, Bruce? <laughs> I'm looking forward to being free of it. Yes. Uh, uh, soon, a thing of the past, uh, and the dawn uh, is it will come. Uh, and uh, uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us uh, throughout this year. Uh, I, I hope that this podcast has been uh, informational for, for you. I know it has a tremendous value to myself and at the very least, Bruce has lied to me and said that it means something to him. Um, no lie. It's very, <laughs> it's both helpful and enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's an uh, extrovert stream. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I, I, I hope that uh, 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 we have been able to uh, pass on, uh, well, that Bruce has been able to pass on some knowledge. Uh, I've been able to ask questions that you might be afraid to ask, uh, and and uh, uh, I will be. I am happy to be your uh, steward of stupidity. I will ask the dumb questions <laughs> for you so that you don't have to. Um, that could be a new vestry position. <laughs> <laughs> the best. Uh, what you don't know is I've been 
fulfilling that role this whole time. Um, <laughs> he was there the, all, all along. Um, but, uh, but, but truly, from the bottom of our hearts, we want to thank you for yes. joining us uh, uh, and, and thank you for, for listening. Uh, we look forward to speaking with you in 2021. And in that year, I will still be Ben. And I'll still be Bruce. And we'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Bye.